On today's bonus episode of the BC Heritage Fairs interview cast, we have an interview from our Alumni Council's 2022 major project, People of British Columbia, Stories of Food, Culture and Immigration. This is part two of Ariana and Judy's interview with Johnny. You can see the entire project at bcheritagefairsalumni.wordpress.com slash alumni dash major dash projects. I guess we'll shift to origin yoga. Sure. Um, I guess, or why, why did you begin pursuing yoga and how has it benefited your life? Um, that's, that's a very deep-rooted question. Um, I pursued it because I injured my back very heavily when I was in my early 20s. I was drinking too much, having too much fun. I still have a lot of fun now. Um, and I was just doing stupid things. And then I just fractured my spine. I went to the doctors for a year, physiotherapy for a year and Cairo for a year, but nothing was really getting better because it's more like a symptom alleviator instead of treating the root cause. So I just started practicing the hot yoga for you know, a year. I was like, I'll just give it a try. So over time, as I practice, I realized, okay, there's some science to this. I mean, when I was in high school, I used to make fun of yoga and all that stuff all the time. Generally, you guys, you end up eating your words. So I've eaten my words so many times. I've become a yoga instructor, not only that, but part owner of a studio. Um, so I think it's, it's best. It's, it's almost like it's my image now. Those that don't know me, so say outside of Hula, like outside of that, people know me as, hey, from the yoga studio. Um, and I think it's really opened my eyes and be, made me become open-minded because, you know, when you're young in high school, you always want to fit inside this, you know, circle. You know, everyone's got their own circle. But um, doing the yoga, it's really kind of exposed you and opened you up uh, where you become your own individual. And it's, uh, you have freedom of expression. Right? So you're not afraid to be who you are. And I, I know when I was in high school, I kind of struggled with, I wouldn't say I struggled with my image, but I just wasn't myself. I was just trying to fit in too much and not trying to be an individual freedom of expression because I was afraid of what people might think, or I didn't want to look weak. Right. So in a way, yoga has really um, opened me up as a person to be more open-minded and to be more, you know, empathetic and, more caring towards people. And so again, I'm still on that chapter now. So things are still opening up to me now. Um, so there's lots of things that I'm still learning every single day because of the yoga practice. I feel like seeing the customers come in and the difference when they leave, it's like they're smiling and like being so much more, it's like their mind is kind of more carefree and also more relaxed. I think the difference really impacts not only, um, I guess all of the yoga, people, people who do yoga and all of the students, I don't know. I just felt like it's because before I, before I came to origin yoga, I never really, I had a different image of yoga because I always, it was like the standard stereotypical, oh, yoga poses, not really that much of a, it's just like an activity people do. But then once I actually worked at origin yoga, I actually saw all the students leaving and how the process of the class goes. I'm just like, whoa, that's really not what I was expecting, but in a really good way. Yeah, no, um, like I, like I said, when I was your age, I used to think of yoga as, you know, weird people doing weird stretches like Cirque du Soleil. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. There's still yoga. So there, yoga is very, very a vague term. So mm-hmm. 
I'm sure Ariana's learning about it now, maybe one day for you, Judy, if you start practicing. But you know, yoga is like a tree, right? And the roots of the tree, it all scatters in different directions. And you know, the yoga that we have at our studio is maybe one of the roots of the tree. But there's so many different roots coming from the same tree. But it's all coming from the same lineage. It's all coming from the same family. It kinda of, it kind of was it was birthed in one place, say India, and then it kind of spread its arms out. So there could be weird yoga, the one that you've assumed it was, and there could be ones that are healing and hot, like the ones that at the studio. Um, and yeah, um, it is very nice how it's healing in that way and what you can see afterwards, because, you know, to work in a place where everybody leaves happy is very rare. You know, at the poke, we make people happy, but we don't get to see the happiness until they finish eating. And we're not there to see it. Or they might come back and be like, oh, that food sucks. Can I, re can I get a refund? Whatever, right? But most of the time, I find like 99% of the time, people that leave the class always feel better than when they walked in. And to be in a place like that, like you can't, you can't get, you can't feel bad. Like your energy doesn't go down. It kind of, it kind of lifts you up. And that's, again, that's part of why I really enjoy the yoga, uh, having the studio is because it just makes people feel better. And if they feel better, you kind of enlighten their life because a lot of them are pretty wealthy. They're not poor. You know, they can afford a lot of things in life, but something as simple as a yoga practice to heal their body that they couldn't buy with money is like priceless. It's so nice. Um, yeah. Do you feel like people are able to like sustain doing yoga as like a form of fitness for longer because it's so like healing? Like people who come like keep coming back? Yeah, so um, I mean, most people once they've healed like myself, I used to practice every day, but now I practice, I mean, I haven't practiced in a while, I should get back into it. Um, but you know, once you've reached a state where your body feels healthy and strong, then they don't have to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. But they do it like say once a week, like, you know, getting your car tuned up. And with yoga, yoga isn't something that so for us, it's a hot yoga practice. Um, it's not a diet. It's like, I'm going to go on for six months. It's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you want to incorporate yoga in your life, it's a lifestyle change. Now you're adding it say once a once a week, once a month, but it's a lifestyle. It helps tune you up. Just like if you were going to do, if you're going to pursue something, it has to become a part of your life somehow. Yeah. I, I really like, I don't know. I do like Pilates and yoga and like, it feels very like nice and calming um, after I do it, especially when I'm like super stressed. Um, do you do it at home? Yeah. Yeah. Just nice. I have like the yoga mat. For nice. You should yeah. come in for a class. Yeah, definitely. We'll, yeah, we'll I've have never, a... never done hot yoga, but it seems really cool. Our next question is, how do you balance running both a yoga studio and a restaurant? And what are some skills that you found transferable between both of those jobs? Um, how do I balance? Sometimes I feel like I'm not balanced at all. But like I said, so let's go back to the team thing, right? So you have, you build a good team. And then the team kind of runs the store for you, for example. Mm -hmm. So say, example, I have Ariana, I have Van. You know, you have, say you have a manager, then under the manager, you have staff like Ariana and all the other staff. And the manager kind of oversees everything and the staff kind of run the ship. You know, it's like um, once the ship can run by itself, it's got its own captain. You know, say I built the ship up, 
I find a captain. I train the captain how to drive the ship. Now I find the crew. So the crew works with the captain. So now they're on this ship. They're just cruising without me, right? So they don't necessarily need me there. Let's say if the ship breaks down somewhere, then they call me, hey, Johnny, the ship's broken. We need to do something. Then I jump in. So it's the same thing with the yoga. Um, with the yoga, it's the same thing. You build a good team. You have good teachers. You have someone managing the place. And then you put in systems. So this is how franchises work, right? Um, the reason why franchises are so successful in the world is because they have a system. Every McDonald's you go to is the same. Every Dairy Queen is the same because it's all based on systems, right? Someone built the system, someone wrote the recipe, and you just follow it. So in a way, um, Hula has its own system and Origin Yoga has its own system that works. So if you have systems in place um, and you have trust in your team, then you can not be there to make it work. So it's not really rocket science, but again, it's back to the macro managing and micro managing. If you micro, you're going to be stuck with one thing. But if you macro, then you can be possibly, you can possibly have many things going. What kind of like, what are the major skills you look for when you're looking for team members? And like, what well, is kind of the process of training them to kind of be able to like sustain themselves? Right. So, you know, I've, I've had my fair shares of hiring people that aren't that great. But again, it's all learning for me too, right? Mm -hmm. um, there are two ways you can look at this. One is sometimes people look for a lot of experience, right? Or sometimes people look for no experience. In Ariana's case, she had no experience whatsoever, right? Um, but I find both of them work. There's no wrong way or there's no right way of hiring someone. Um, it just depends on the person because every individual is different. So for Ariana, so say I hear... I looked at Ariana and I hired her because, okay, she, she seems to want to work hard in school. Um, she's never had a job before. So people that never had a job before generally will try harder on their first job. So they'll, they'll do their best because no one's ever given them a chance. Right. So then they, they'll remember that opportunity. And so they'll do their best. And it's kind of like now that they've, so now that she's worked at Hula and she's worked at origin, I'm sure if she thinks about working in another place, she might feel a little scared and stressed out. Because, because of how she feels like when she works at Hula and Origin because she enjoys the teamwork environment, right? Um, it's kind of like you're their first, first, you know, first workplace and they feel very at home and welcome. Um, in terms where someone has experience, um, if they have an experience and if they've worked at a job for a long time, say like six months, one year, then it means that they're pretty reliable. But if they have a resume and they have, they've worked at 20 places and it's like two months here, three months here, then you're looking at it, you're like, okay, this looks kind of weird. Why, why did you hop around so much? So if you're looking at, say for yourself in the future, if you want to look for um, a job that you really like, for example, they're going to look at these things and then be like, okay, how long did Judy work here? Only three months. Why did she quit? Why did she stop? Well, they're going to ask these questions. Um, they might not even ask you. They might just overlook you and be like, okay, too, it's too short time. We need more person with more of a commitment. So I think if you have on your resume something that's longer, something that shows that you're dedicated, say like six months, a year, right? Then they'll be like, okay, she's serious. And wherever she works, we have at least a year with her. Yeah. Yeah. So there's both ways that you can look at it. Yeah. No, that's nice to hear because a lot of the times it's like, oh, I have no experience. I'm not going to find a job anywhere. But yeah. Yeah. So for someone fresh like you, that's why McDonald's is really like, they they take all the fresh people right mm -hmm. um but again if you're showing that you're your volunteer experience and mainly 
just giving them an opportunity to meet you. So in this case, like through, I do all my interviews now over um, the interweb, right? I don't do it in person anymore. Yeah, because then if you do it in person, A, they may get scared, they may not show up. B, if they don't show up, you wasted your time, right? C, you can meet them in person. If you like them or not, you can tell right away by their persona. I worked one year at Hilla. 31st was my first day. Oh, when? 31st. 31st. June. June. Holy crap. It's been one year almost. Yeah. Happy wow. One year. <laughs> one year anniversary for Ariana. Yeah. I'm flies. I think that's all the questions we have. Thank you so much for nice. taking the time to do this. No worries. BC Heritage Fairs Society is a nonprofit society based in BC, Canada, which transforms young historians into community leaders. This podcast is run by our alumni team. You can see more about our alumni at bcheritagefairsalumni.wordpress.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BC Heritage Fairs. See you next time.